Good afternoon, America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the victory lap today. We, we've got to take a victory lap. Now, the victory laps aren't, you know, the, the, the purpose here isn't to, to rub anyone's nose in it. And the purpose of a victory lap here is to celebrate Americans. Yep, it's to celebrate uh, Americans and uh, our desire to have a country that is operating under its purpose. We want a country that uh, is going to do what it was designed to do. And, and, you know, in this case, America was designed to be a bastion of freedom. It was designed to be a, a, a locale of civil and religious liberty. It um, fostered this this idea that all men are created equal and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. You know the thing. <laughs> and so that's what we're celebrating today. This victory lap that we're about to take is in celebration of that very thing, of that very cause. And, and really it's in celebration of the people. Uh, you know, because the, the the people's voice are you know the the, the voice is going to be heard. Our, our we're not going to remain silent. Our voice will be heard loud and clear. All right, so here it is. The uh, you know you, you you've you've seen this, and I, I really could have done this victory lap a couple of days ago. I probably could have done the victory lap. Uh, you know, if in in the very show that that we talked about the statue of, of William Penn coming down. This was a couple of days ago. Um, you know, we, we talked about this. You know, we if I talk about it in the first segment, by the time we get to the third segment, I probably could have done the victory lap. All right, here it is. Uh, the statue of William Penn will not be removed from Welcome Park. It's going to stay put. The National Park Service announced that it is reversing course on removing a statue of Pennsylvania founder William Penn from the historical park in Philadelphia, Welcome Park, due to a massive backlash against the decision. So this is what the, the Victory Lap is about. The Victory Lap is in honor and celebration of the massive backlash can we say that the National Park Service uh, got bud lighted? I mean, uh, you know, could could we say that? Is that you know, uh, you know, getting bud lighted? It's it's you know, when when the name of your company uh, b- becomes a verb, it can be a good thing. You know, like you you're you're going to Google something. You know, or it can be a bad thing. You've been bud lighted. That's what happened to the National Park Service because of the backlash. Uh, you know that we we aren't we aren't just gonna sit around and let this stuff happen to us and let this stuff happen to our history. We're gonna rise up. We're gonna speak out, and we're gonna speak out in defense of what this country stands for. You know, so it was last Friday, uh, the National Park Service, you know, it's kind of set out, you know, this quiet announcement. Hey, by the way, 
you know, we're, we're, we're going to reimagine Welcome Park. But, you know, as we're doing that, we're going to take down the statue of William Penn and also the replica of his home. You know, and we're just going to, uh, uh, you know, we're just going to do things a little differently. Welcome Park is uh, within the Independence National Historical Park in, in Philadelphia. So it's part of a a, a greater um, representation. Maybe that's not the word. Um, a greater uh, portion of, of, of history. It's, it's, it's in this whole independent independence national historical park umbrella uh you know and they the, the national park service they said they wanted to rehabilitate welcome park that was the word they used we need to rehabilitate it you know what does that sound like rehabilitation you know it sounds like the park is 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 evil it sounds like the park is is a bad guy it sounds like the park's being sent to prison. <laughs> Needs to be rehabilitated. You know, they they wanted to rehabilitate Welcome Park to provide a more welcoming, accurate, and inclusive experience for the visitors. Yeah, you know what? We talked through this. It, you know, we, we we lit it up. Uh, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to make my. I'm going to cause my blood pressure to go through the roof if I start going through all this again. I'm, I'm just grateful for Americans. That that's my point here today. I'm grateful that that uh, we're awake. I'm grateful that not, not only that we're awake, but that we care. That we care enough to to shout from the housetops, "Hey, this is wrong. Do not take down the statue of William Penn." Do not take down the model replica house that belonged to William Penn. I mean, if you want to, uh, you know, be more accurate, yeah, put up statues of the Indians and, and, and the chief that he signed a treaty with. And then put up a plaque with, with the chief's last words, because that'll um that'll punch some 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 leftists in the throat right there when they when they read what the chief had to say. How the, the the chief heralded the unity between the Indians and the Christians. Oh, the chief said the word Christian. Yes, yes, he did. You know, we talked about it. You can go back and listen to the show a couple of days ago. Uh, I I want to read to you some of the some of the backlash. Oh, hang on, hang on. Before I do, uh, I gotta tell you what the. Uh, what the National Park Service said. All right. Uh, this article is from Amanda Hardy. She says the National Park Service invited public comment on the change, which led them to scrap the plans altogether following public outrage. Congratulations to you and us. She didn't say that. I'm I'm congratulating you. All right, back to her article article. Quote the preliminary draft proposal which was released prematurely. Okay, this is what the uh, National Park Service is saying. The preliminary draft proposal, which was released prematurely and it had not been subject to a complete internal agency review, is being retracted. Uh, no changes to the William Penn statue are planned. Uh, so, you know, they're saying, you know, this was premature on our part. We did this, you know, this didn't mean to get out. We didn't mean to leak this out. Of course they meant to leak it out. I mean, they put it out there. 
premature, my eye. Give me a break. Premature and had not been subject to a complete internal agency review. Yes, it had been. Stop lying to us. Yes, it was subject to a complete internal agency review. And everyone internally said, yeah, let's get rid of William Penn. He's the white colonial guy. Can't have him up there. You know, when you receive the backlash, now you're going to back backtrack. And you're going to say, yeah, you know, what? The, the review wasn't even complete. I don't even know how that got out there. Give me a break. State Representative Mark Martina White, the Republican from Pennsylvania, wrote, quote, I hope they will find a way to incorporate the statue into the renovations. Uh, well, um, Martina, the, the, apparently the, the renovations are going to gonna take a break. Entrepreneur Michael Seifert wrote, quote, it started with Confederate statues. Now they've arrived at William Penn. It doesn't matter that he supported religious freedom, opposed slavery, and treated Native Americans with respect. It was always about replacing the history of the United States. Boom. Michael Seifert nails it. Oh, and here we go. Uh, Governor Josh Shapiro is getting in on the comments. He is the Democrat from Pennsylvania. And he says, quote, my team has been in contact with the Biden administration throughout the day to correct this decision. I'm pleased Welcome Park will remain the rightful home of this William Penn statue right here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Penn founded. All right, so the Democrat Governor Josh Shapiro knew at the onset that this was a horrible decision. Uh, congratulations to him for calling out uh, his party, for calling out the leadership at the Biden ad administration and then saying, hey, uh, you guys better... Uh, you better rethink this. You better rethink this. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton, the Republican from Arkansas, he said, make no mistake, the Biden administration tried to tear down a statue of William Penn as part of its toxic obsession with equity. They only stopped because they got caught. Bum, bum, bum. All right. And all of that, all of that may be true. All right, so there's our first victory lap. Congratulations to Americans on allowing your voice to be heard. All right, victory lap number two. Are you ready? This article says, Ohio House votes to override GOP governor's veto on banning gender procedures on children, biological boys competing in girls' sports. So this victory lap is in honor and in celebration of you citizens in Ohio because elections matter. And at, at that last election, in 22, you voted for a supermajority in both of your houses. You also voted you know, for a, a Republican governor, and he's turned out to be uh, rhino-esque. This, this man has turned out to have some rhino tendencies. And we're going to get into a little bit of, of maybe why. I don't know that we're going to hit this segment, maybe next segment, you know, because here we just have to celebrate. We have to celebrate the citizens of Ohio. Uh, the Republican-controlled Ohio State House voted on Wednesday to override Governor Mike DeWine's veto 
after a 65 to 28 vote, Ohio House Republicans will now send the vote to the Senate, uh, which that, that has also happened. But according to this article, I guess it hadn't happened yet. Uh, during the vote, many Ohio House Democrats wore dark-colored clothing, colorful pins, or rainbow earrings to show their support for the LGBTQ community and to protest the Republicans' support of overriding the veto. Senate President Matt Huffman, a Republican, told NBC4 that the state Senate will likely vote to override uh, DeWine's veto. January 24th. All right, so the Senate, they don't take their vote until the 24th. But it's going to happen, kids. Yeah, the Senate is going to, uh, Yeah, they're definitely going to get behind their uh, House counterparts. House Bill 68, which was passed by the Republican-controlled General Assembly, was made up of two acts. And here they come. The first was the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act. And then the Save Women's Sports Act. All right. And how in the world you're a Republican governor and you veto the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act? And then you veto Save Women's Sports Act? Uh, I, I don't. Mm, yeah. The bill would ban transgender procedures on minors such as double mastectomies on girls who identify as boys and other genital procedures for children with gender dysphoria. It would also prohibit boys from competing in girls' sports across the state. Uh, it passed mostly on party lines with, uh, you know, all of the Republicans, you know, voting. And I don't know if some of the Democrats voted for it or not. Uh, this article doesn't say. Uh, the House voted 62 to 27. And um, when, when they approved the bill, the, the Senate voting was 24 to 8. So I cannot, I cannot, I can't imagine that the Senate would not override this. Uh, and so DeWine says, I truly believe that we can address a number of goals in House Bill 68 by administrative rules that will have likely a better chance of surviving judicial review and being adopted. So this is interesting. Uh, DeWine vetoes this bill, but then after his veto, he, um, you know, almost does a uh, executive order type thing. Uh, So it's almost like he's trying to, to play both sides where, um, you know, he says, I believe that we can address a number of the goals in House bill by administrative rules. So, you know, a lot of the things in, in, the, in the bill, he made part of his, you know, whatever, his executive order. Well, why not just sign the bill? Why not just, you know, what's up here with DeWine? And we're going to get to DeWine here. We're, we're, we're not done with DeWine. But today the House did the right thing. By overriding the veto of HB 68, this is uh, Frank LaRose, who is the Secretary of State. Quote, he says, we cannot, in good conscience, allow children to be subjected to irreversible medical procedures. And it is not safe or fair 
to allow boys to play girls' sports. A majority of Ohioans agree with these common sense principles. So congratulations again to you folks in Ohio um, for just, you know, I'm telling you what, kids, elections matter. They do. And who you vote for to, you know, pass laws in your state, uh, it matters. Who you vote for, for governor to sign and or veto these laws matters. So we've seen the the, the supermajority veto proof now in Ohio and also in North Carolina just uh, come through in the clutch. Come through in the clutch in the last six months in overriding, uh, well, a Democrat governor in North Carolina, and now this Republican governor in in Ohio, this um, this rhino esque. I, I mean, he's I don't know. He's this strange breed of, you know, I'm Republican, but yet sometimes I'm going to be a Democrat. And, and again, we're going to get into exactly just why. We we might do that here in the next segment. But ah, before we take our break, let's just ah, let's just take a deep breath, breathe in, breathe out. Let's enjoy this victory lap. Let's enjoy the fact that uh, William Penn gets to stick around in Philadelphia and uh, girls and and girls sports for the time being are still safe in Ohio and um, children minors are, are, are also still safe from horrendous medical procedures that would be enacted on them by leftists all right we're up against it let's take a break you're listening to the dean's list on america out loud talk radio cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. We are happy to have you on board. 
americaoutloud.news. So uh, we are taking a victory lap. I mean, we're in the throes right now of a victory lap in, in, in honor of Americans for speaking out when uh, you know the Biden administration said, we're going to take down that statue of William Penn. And Americans said, uh-uh, no, you're not. And the, uh, the public comment box was flooded. We're also taking a victory lap in honor of Ohioans. Now, it's tough for me to, to honor Ohioans. Uh, you know, I'm from Michigan. And, you know, we, we have this, this border rivalry. But uh, we're going to honor the, the, the good folks from Ohio today. Because in 2022, you elected people to your state house who would indeed follow your will. And it's important that we elect people that are going to align with our own personal values. And there's a veto-proof majority in that state house. And, you know, we didn't think we'd need it because we have this Republican governor there in Ohio. So we're, we're like, yeah, okay, it's all good. But I, there's something about the Republicans you know, there, there's not, the Democrats don't have this acronym called DINO, Democrats in name only. That doesn't exist. But there are rhinos in the Republican Party where they're Republican in name only. Uh, but, you know, but then their actions do something completely different. Their actions are more Democrat. Their actions are more liberal. Their actions are more progressive. Their actions are more Marxist, not Republican, not conservative. And uh, Mike DeWine has proven uh, to do just that here when he vetoed uh, this bill, uh, House Bill 68. So in in, in DeWine's uh, veto statement, where is that? Let me find that here in my, in my stack. All right. DeWine says, were House Bill 68 to become law, Ohio would be saying that the state, that the government knows better what is medically best for a child than the two people who love that child the most, the parents. DeWine, it's those parents who voted for the state legislature to, to make these laws for them. It, this legislator is speaking for the people. Ah, oh, but DeWine continues. These are gut-wrenching decisions that should be made by parents and should be informed by teams of doctors who are advising them. All right. Okay. Teams of doctors. Well, who are these teams of doctors, you might ask? And uh, I, I don't have the list in front of me of teams of doctors that come from various hospitals in Ohio. We talked about this last week, and, and I, I wish I had the list, but I don't. But there were four or five hospitals and you know medical centers that donated financially to the uh, DeWine campaign that had given money to Mike DeWine, got money in the coffers. Well, one of those hospitals is Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They've donated thousands of dollars. Uh, to DeWine's campaign. Um, matter of fact, uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, uh, were they, they were very uh, 
involved in this entire process of this of this bill. They they lobbied DeWine's office heavily to to veto this bill. Cincinnati Children's Hospital, according to this article I'm reading by Brent Scare, Scher, uh, sorry, Brent. Uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which both hosted DeWine on site ahead of his veto of the ban on transgender procedures and testified against it in the legislature, said publicly in its opposition campaign that parental involvement is a priority. Oh, parental involvement in these types of decisions to this hospital, Cincinnati Children's, is a priority. Of course, that's what you know. Dewine said in his, you know, in his statement that these decisions should be made by parents and should be informed by teams of doctors advising them. Steve Davis, the hospital's president and CEO, testified that the bill quote would hinder doctors and parents from collaboratively deciding the best treatment for their children. He also stated that parental consent is always required. All right, so here's what we're being told. And this is what uh, these guys are telling DeWine while they're putting money in his pocket, mind you. All right. However, uh, internal video has leaked, which really declares something else. It, not only does it declare something else, but it declares the exact opposite of what uh, CEO Davis testified about. Uh, there's a group out there, which we've talked about, Do No Harm. Uh, these guys are fantastic. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization. They work to protect minors from radical gender ideology. And they came across these internal training videos. And uh, so Do No Harm has made a statement. They said Governor DeWine made a terrible mistake when he rejected common sense legislation to protect children from irreversible cross-sex treatments. Hospitals are benefiting financially from convincing kids they are born in the wrong body, and that needs to come to an end. This was a statement by the executive director, Christina Rasmussen. Do no harm. So what are these internal training videos, you ask? That is a fantastic question. You're such a smart audience. Internal training sessions on how to approach transgender identifying children. Bum, bum, bum. The training sessions reveal not only that doctors strategize how to circumvent parents who are skeptical about their children undergoing sex change procedures, but also they are actively steering children towards undergoing these treatments which of course have skyrocketed in recent years at the facility. Of course they've skyrocketed. You've got people at the facility that are actively uh, pushing people in this direction. Uh, this is Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They actively lobbied DeWine to veto this bill. And you know during um, legislative hearings, the CEO said that this bill would hinder doctors and parents from collaborating and deciding the best treatment for their children. And then he also stated that parental consent is always required. We always require parental consent. All right, so Dr. Leanne Conrad, 
is the center's director. She introduces herself in this video along with her pronouns. And throughout the video, she uh, predominantly refers to, or she refers to parents predominantly as caregivers. Uh, parents are more than caregivers, all right? The, the, the parents do not run and or operate a daycare center, all right? They're not just caregivers. Mm, okay, that's just a little, uh, little pet peeve of mine. Uh, she says in the training video that there are ways to progress a child towards so-called gender affirmation. Are you ready for this quote? Are you sitting down? This is from Dr. Uh, Lee Ann Conrad, who is the uh, center's director at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. This is an internal training video. Quote, some kids aren't ready to tell the parents, and we shouldn't out them. If the kid doesn't want to talk to the parent, are there things that we can do medically to help? We can refer a child for therapy without the parent knowing that the kid told us they're transgender. Oh, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, I thought the CEO, Mr. Steve Davis, said that parental consent is always required. But here you have an... an in a revealed internal training video, the center's director, Dr. Conrad, uh, telling her listeners that they can refer a child for therapy without the parent knowing that the kid told us they're transgender. If they're having significant anxiety and depression, the other thing is menstrual suppression. Oh, so, okay. All right. So, so we can keep it from the parents. You know, we're, we're going to publicly, you know, tell everybody that parental uh, consent is of paramount importance to us. It's always required. Uh, but but then secretly behind closed doors, we're going to, you know, we're going to ignore that. And then we're also going to uh, institute things that would stop uh, young girls' periods. Now, I mean, that's what menstrual suppression is, right? It doesn't that mean you're stopping the period? Dr. Conrad is followed in the training video by Dr. Bridget Haygood, who conducts the gender focus therapy that Dr. Conrad suggests for kids to receive without parental consent. Dr. Haygood explains that the hospital's approach is always, quote, gender affirming, and also that she has, quote, comfort in writing letters for hormones. So the, the doctor or the hospital's approach is always gender affirming. What does that mean? Well, that means if I, you know, if I go into the hospital and I'm a boy and I think I'm a girl, that's what the hospital is going to affirm. This, this hospital, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, is they are no longer in uh in the medicine business for for help and healing they have left that model they've deserted it they've walked away from it they shut the door behind them and they said we're not coming back we want the money model we're going to follow the model that gives us the most money and therefore if a child comes in and says yeah i feel like i'm the, I'm the wrong sex we're going to affirm that and we're going to let them know by golly you're right and guess what? We have ways to help. 
It's going to cost you a lot of money, but you know, thanks to Obamacare, uh, insurance will pay for it. Hot diggity, let's get some money up in here. And the, this is this is the name of the game, friends. This is what we're looking at here at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They dump a bunch of money, thousands of dollars, into the DeWine campaign. They lobby him heavy to veto this bill because this bill is going to make them the most money. Now, there are people pulling the puppet strings that aren't in this bill for money. They're in this bill because they're Marxists and they want to destroy the future of America. So we've got, you know, two tiers here. Um, you know, we've got puppet masters that 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 want complete and utter control and would love to destroy the society that um, uh, that has been our, our, our bedrock in this country for years, for decades, for centuries. They want that gone. But then we have a second tier of players that are controlled by the puppet masters who just, they just, they want money. You know, the puppet masters are like, you know, if you, you do this, you're, you're, you know, there's going to, there's going to be something in it for you. Okay. I mean, let's go after it. I want money. Give me money. Now this second tier is also, it's not just a, you know, I guess it's probably two part. It's people that also share the values of the, of the Marxist puppet master overlords. Um, you know, but they're they're in it for different reasons. I mean, they're in it for their own personal satisfaction, where the the puppet master overlords literally want to destroy society. Dean, you sound so conspiratorial. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I mean, you know the track record with with conspiracy theories. I mean, it doesn't take long before they're proven right, and that's what we're in the middle of here. You've got this doctor who is the, the center's director here at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And, you know, she's saying that some kids aren't really ready to talk about their parents or talk to their parents about the way they feel. We're not going to out them. That is code for, um, you know, that the parents are going to be upset. The parents are going to try to stop them from, from this gender move. And we don't want that to happen. So we're not going to, quote, out the kids. We're going to be secret about it. We're going to refer a child for therapy without the parent knowing. Yeah, yeah see, we're going to keep this from the parent. And, and even if we have to suppress the menstrual cycle here for young girls, we're willing to do that. Uh, and then, you know, hey, 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 good, Dr. Haygood who uh, conducts this gender-focused therapy, says that they're they're always gender-affirming. That's their approach. They're, that's, that's what they're going after. They're always gender-affirming. But, my friends, it gets worse here at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Uh, Evie Heflin is a social worker for the transgender clinic. Evie warns during the training that doctors should avoid references to transgenderism in a child's medical chart because parents could access it. Bum, bum, bum. Evie is taking this a step further. Evie's put some thought into this. And in this training video, Evie, who is a social worker for the transgender clinic here at uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, uh, instructs, uh, you know, those that are dealing in the medical chart to avoid references 
to to this transgenderism that, that the child is is considering. We're not going to talk about it. Wait, 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 wait a second. But but the CEO Steve Davis said parental consent is always required. Well, you know, do you need parental consent if the parents don't know about it? I mean, come on, it's just, you know, it's it's a fine line we're we're we're, we're tiptoeing here, and we just, you know, we're not going to tell the parents, so it's not going to come up, so we're not going to need their consent. Do you see the evil behind this? Do you see their their rationale? Do you see their 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 workarounds here? Uh, Dr. Conrad and Dr. Haygood and Evie Heflin. Uh, you know, we're just not going to talk about it. We're not going to. We're not going to tell the parent. We're going to keep it hidden from them. Therefore, we don't need their consent. Oh, 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 oh. Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They dump thousands of dollars into Mike Dewine's campaign. They lobby heavily for Dewine to veto this bill. And they 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 come out in testimony saying the bill would hinder doctors and parents from collaboratively come can't even say it I'm so angry collaboratively deciding the best treatment. You know the best treatment is for the white coats to just go away. And I, I'm not I'm not talking about doctors here. I'm talking about the white coats. I'm talking about the men and women in this field in this profession who have destroyed their ethical credibility. They've got none, zero. All right, we're up against the break. We'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud Doc News was an idea a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. 
Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're taking a victory lap today. And alongside that victory lap, which includes celebrating the, um, the I guess, the, the safety of William Penn. That's, that's what we're celebrating. The safety of the statue of William Penn. The government has decided not to take the statue down. Why? Because they were inundated by us, by we the people, and by our voices. Our voices matter, friends. Our voices matter, and our values matter. And in the state of Ohio, we have uh, a house that has overridden the governor's veto, that Republican governor, his veto, because our voices matter, and our votes matter, and our elections matter which sidebar elections must remain safe and secure. We'll talk more about that as, as the year goes on because 2024, this is a big time election year, but our voices matter. And, and this is what we're celebrating. This, this victory lap uh, is, is about this. It's about our voices. It's about our values. And it's about us sharing our values. In the course of this victory lap, we we've taken a pause to talk about Governor DeWine and maybe why, maybe why he even uh, vetoed that that bill. And uh, the, the last segment, we really focused on Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Cincinnati's in the news this week. And we're wondering, you know, why would Governor DeWine make this veto? Well, he, you know, he was, he's been given a lot of money by some of these hospitals. One of them is Cincinnati Children's. And Cincinnati Children's it runs this center. It's a, I don't know if you call it a transgender center, but, um, you know, they've got some procedures going on at this hospital. And they, you know, they're telling us, their CEO is saying, that you know, if this if this bill this this bill in Ohio passes, it's going to hinder doctors and parents from collaboratively deciding the best treatment for their children. The CEO is also telling us that parental co consent is always required. However, we have this internal video, this this internal uh, um, training session is essentially what it amounts to. It's, it's a training session on how to approach transgender identifying children. How do we approach this here at Cincinnati Children's Hospital? And, you know, we've talked about Dr. Lee and Connard's uh, part in this video. We've talked about uh, who else? Um, that last segment, Dr. Bridget Haygood. So she came up and we we ended we ended segment two with Evie Heffron. And that's where I want to pick back up because I, I was interrupted by the break. Here we go. Evie Heflin, as I noted, is a social worker for the transgender clinic. 
Evie warns during this training video that doctors should avoid referencing transgenderism on a child's medical chart because parents can access the medical chart. So the only reason you want to avoid referencing transgenderism and something the parents can access is because you, you want to hide it from the parents. That's the point. That's the only reason you're keeping it off. But yet the CEO tells us that parental consent is always required. And now here they are doing things without parental consent and they're hiding it from the parents. This is the quote by Ebby Heflin in the uh, training video. It is really important to think about with the CARES Act and like families having more direct access to medical records to really think about how we're charting and the things we're putting in there. We want to make sure that we're able to protect the safety and the privacy of our patients, especially for families that might not be affirming. Bum, bum, bum. There it is, kids. There it is, my friends. Uh, Evie, in this article, Evie, 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 I don't know. Evie or Evie is described as a trans-identifying man. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know if Evie's a man pretending to be a woman or if Evie's a woman pretending to be a man. I don't know. It's, I mean, just tell me. Tell me uh, who's writing this article. Brent. Brent Share. Share. That's right. I'm destroying your name again, Brent. I apologize. I mean, just tell me, is it a man or is it a woman? Because this, you know, around here, we don't use the uh, the definitions that the left has concocted, but we don't use them. I mean, I just want to know, is this a, a man dressed up like a woman or is it a woman dressed up like a man? Either way. Uh, this person is a social worker for the transgender clinic at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And this person uh, wants the, the doctors and the nurses to, to really think about what they're what they're putting on the charts because uh, they need to protect the safety and privacy of the kids, especially the kids that are in uh, that have parents that might not be affirming. We really have to protect their privacy because these parents don't want them to transition. These parents won't want us to affirm this pretend gender. And we don't really care what the parents want here on this. And I know the CEO, you know, is saying that parental consent is always required, but we don't really care about the parents. We're not interested in what the parents are consenting to, what they're not consenting to. We just want to make sure that all the boys become girls and all the girls become boys and everybody's happy. Uh, Dean, you're just, you're, you're being ridiculous. Oh, okay. I mean, you can call it what it is. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling it what it is. Uh, this article goes on to say that all the panelists make clear that the goal of the clinic is to get as many kids as possible and get them affirming care, such as hormone treatments or chest binders or both, um, which by the way, have proven to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but in this in this leaked internal training session, uh, the, these panelists here they're making it clear what the goal is. We want to get as many kids affirmed as humanly possible. That's the goal. 
uh, Dr. Conrad says in the video, once the child says I'm transgender, the work begins for you of trying to help the family understand and get them into our care so that we can help. Um, all right. You know, Dean, why are you talking about this? This has nothing to do with education. This has everything to do with education, my friends. It has everything to do with education because this is happening in schools. It's happening in the in the medical community. I mean, it's it's the same thing. You know, just because it's happening in the hospital doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it here because it's the exact same problem. The issue here is that, you know, once a child says I'm transgender, no, the key word here is child. Okay, that's the key word. You have got uh, people that are are looked upon, that are trusted, that that are in medicine, that the population trusts. You've got these individuals with the trust of the people, and they're betraying that trust. The second they take a child and they say, you know, I mean, you might be this or that, they've betrayed our trust. And the second that um, a child says, I'm transgender, and they these, these white coats demand that the family bring them into the white coats so the white coats can, quote, get them into our care so we can help, uh, their help is not help. Their help becomes destruction. Okay, the actual help would be to you know talk about some underlying issues. You know what's going on here that makes this child think that they are not the gender that they were they were born to be. Okay, that's the root of the problem. You know, but you've got people at this clinic uh, that did not get help themselves. I mean, they've you know they're they're troubled. Yeah, I said it. They're troubled. You know, if you have an adult who is, you know, dressing up as the other gender, uh, this person's troubled. Dean, I can't believe you said that. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to speak the truth here. Uh, you know, Dr. Conrad makes this statement before advising primary care physicians to begin screening for transgenderism in the annual physicals of three-year-olds. Uh, you're, you're taking an annual physical of a three-year-old and you're going to begin screening for transgenderism, you're troubled. And you're projecting, you're applying that troubledness, if I can say it that way, on the three-year-old. We're talking about a three-year-old, okay? Uh, I'm around three-year-olds. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. They're three. They've literally been alive for three years. They do not know what's going on. And you have doctors screening them to, for transgenderism? Okay, the doctors are troubled. The doctors are incompetent. Those doctors are evil. I mean, there's things going on. Those doctors need help. They need to be fired. They need to be removed from uh, the medical profession. They're quacks. Oh, Dean, I, I can't believe you're saying this. I'm saying it. And I'm going to keep saying it. Okay? You, you shouldn't be screening for transgenderism, period. But especially at, at three. Give me a break. This article says Dr. Conrad suggests that this annual screening should be done, quote, 
when we're doing our confidential part of the annual exam for adolescents, which is an indication that the goal, again, is to avoid parental knowledge. Uh, the confidential part. All right, if you have an adolescent mom and dad, there should not be a confidential part of the screening. And if there is, if the doctor says, all right, mom, dad, you have to leave for this. Uh, okay, leave, but I'm taking my child with me. I can't tell you what to do. Uh, but if I have a minor child, and even if the doctor says it's the law, I'm sorry, the law says the parents can't be, uh-uh, no. No, that, that law needs to be challenged. And I, I'm sitting in the room, either I'm leaving and taking my child with me, or I'm sitting in the room. There is going to be no, no exam. There's going to be no confidential portion of an exam when it comes to a white coat. I, I, look, I'm not blasting the entire medical industry or medical community. Uh, there are fantastic doctors out there. But, you know, according to this article, you've got some quacks out there. And these quacks want to sink their claws into your kids. Uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm staying in that room. I mean, this law needs to be, if it's a law in your state, it needs to be challenged. The article says Dr. Conrad uh, says doctors should ask boy toddlers questions such as whether they want to wear a tutu and go to dance class. If they do, Conrad suggests doctors refer them for gender-focused therapy. She says elementary school-age children should be asked directly whether they consider themselves a boy or a girl. Uh, Dr. Conrad uh, needs to be fired. This individual, matter of fact, this whole program needs to be shut down at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. It needs to be shut down because it's evil. It's demonic. Yeah, I said it. I mean, if you're going to ask a toddler, all right, age-wise toddler, what is that? You know, two, three, you know, they toddle around. I mean, I don't know, four, I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit too old. I mean, toddler is little. All right, two to four. Let's say two to four. I don't know what the exact age range is for a toddler. But if you have a boy toddler and you ask the little boy, hey, do you want to wear a tutu and go to dance class? Yeah, of course I do. That sounds like fun. Uh, and so then you suggest that they, you know, go in for gender-focused therapy. Uh, mm -mm. No, 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 no. This is what we're up against, friends. Uh, and this is the group that has dumped thousands of dollars into DeWine's campaign. And DeWine is the governor that vetoed the bill. Of course, the House has uh, overridden that veto. The Senate's over override is yet to come. Uh, we just, it, yeah, I'm going to, we got to shout this from the rooftops. We have to um, we we have to uh, we have to take education back. We have to take our children back. We have to take the country back. We have to take it back. Today is John Hancock's birthday in honor of John Hancock, who was somebody who fought for this country. I mean, he wasn't he didn't pick up arms in the war. In the Revolutionary War, but he fought for this country. 
Today's his birthday, January 12th, 1737. He, as a Boston merchant, he's probably one of the richest men in America at the time of the revolution. He's a fiery patriot, never hesitated to risk his wealth for the cause of independence. Not once did he did, did he hesitate. Matter of fact, the, the British, they considered him so dangerous. They considered him such a dangerous traitor that there was a, a price tag on his head for 500 pounds. 500 pounds in, in today's vernacular and today's money is about $100,000. I mean, it's not chump change. I mean, who has $100,000 laying around? All right. And there was a bounty on the head of John Hancock for $100,000. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a decent bounty right there. Uh, Hancock served as president of the Continental Congress. Uh, he's the first to sign the Declaration of Independence in 1776. He's, you know, he's got that that big, bold signature. You've heard people say, "I'm going to put my John Hancock on that." You know, uh, that 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 large, you know, just massive, you know, signature. He signed it in bold letters, according to legend. As he's signing his name, and I don't know if this is accurate or true, but this is legend. According to legend, he says, "There, His Majesty can now read my name without glasses." And he can double the reward on my head. Make it $200,000, your majesty. Ah, we need more John Hancocks right now. And we need John Hancocks to rise up. He, he marveled that the Lord gave this country a name and a standing among the nations of the world. Here's what he wrote. I hope and pray that the gratitude of Americans' hearts may be expressed by a proper use of those inestimable blessings, by the greatest exertions of patriotism, by forming and supporting institutions for cultivating the human understanding, for the greatest progress of the arts and sciences. That, that would be education. That, that, that's what he wanted. He hoped that we would form, uh, you know, based upon our blessings, that we would, you know, form these you know, form and support these institutions that would cultivate human understanding. And that's the opposite of what's happening. You know, they're not cultivating human understanding. They're, they're creating lies. All right, but we're going to stay on it and we're going to stay at it. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. <laughs>